Welcome to the School of Faith podcast. This is a podcast from Awakening Church here in the Silicon Valley, where we exist to awaken this generation to new life in Jesus Christ. We're glad you're with us. Well, today we are actually wrapping our series called Creed Questions. Many of us have been journeying for the last eight weeks through the Apostles' Creed, and depending on how your midweek group was scheduled, or even how you scheduled your personal time, if you were just going through this booklet on your own, um, we're wrapping this week or next week uh, with the Apostles' Creed. We've journeyed through the entire confession, the historic confession of the faith, saying, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, and so on and so forth. And our prayer has been that you are more grounded in the essence of the faith, what the church across thousands of years has confessed as truth, what Christianity really is when you boil it down. The essentials, basically. And that's kind of where I want to end is I want to approach this last podcast taking two lines or two clauses and combinations of words um, at the close of the creed. So we've talked over these last weeks about the reality of Jesus Christ, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about the descent into hell, God as creator, all of these questions that arise But one question that arises towards the end of the creed is always about the Holy Catholic Church. And that's a simple answer, but I want to kind of play with that phrase a little bit. And also look at the amen at the end, this this word at the end of the creed that means I agree. So let me explain these two clauses, and then I want to kind of ask this question, well, What theology is essential? What makes a true church a true church? What should I be looking for when I walk into a faith community um, that they believe that they should claim as true? And then, you know, connected to that, so that's the Holy Catholic Church part. And then the amen. What should I amen? What should I agree with? What should I make sure is on the forefront of my mind to say I am in agreement with this theology. So let's look at these two phrases. Holy Catholic Church. Now quickly, let's dismiss any connection you feel like that might have to the Roman Catholic Church. And we've just talked about this in sermons and um, podcasts in the past, I think. But um, Holy Catholic Church just means the universal church. The word Catholic means universal. And that phrase, that word, was used in the creed before the establishment of the Roman Catholic Church. Now, my Catholic friends would, you know, beg to differ. There'd be arguments back and forth. But for the sake of this podcast, let's keep things simple. And let's look at that word for what it truly is, which is the universal church. Um, That includes our Catholic brothers and sisters who claim Jesus. That includes our Orthodox brothers and sisters who claim Jesus and claim this creed. And the Baptists and the Pentecostals, the Protestants— Anyone who confesses this creed uh, is included in the Holy Catholic Church, which is why at the end we can say amen. At the end we can say amen to this confession because this confession 
makes Christians Christians? Again, we said this at the start when we asked the question, why do we need a creed? Well, you don't just make Christianity up. Christianity is a received faith that proclaims the goodness, nature, character, and work of Jesus Christ and leads us in the reality of the Holy Spirit. So what makes a church a church? What theology is essential? What would include us in that holy Catholic church proclamation? I want to answer that um, by first reading a key passage we read at the start of our journey, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. 1 Timothy 1, 3 and 4, Paul writes this to his protege, trying to empower him with the truth. He says, as I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine. Verse 4, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies, which promote speculation rather than stewardship from God that is by faith. So Paul tells Timothy, I'm urging you to keep the faith and keep the doctrine and to watch out for people who would teach anything different. Well, how do we parse that out? And how would we step into a church and know that they are a true church? I think it's kind of easy when we have this day and age of skilled communicators, celebrity pastors, we can kind of become swooned by different personalities that take us in or different church production elements or worship songs. And all of these things are great and wonderful, but they don't ask the essential question, which is, what is this church teaching me? (laughs) How is this church forming me? What is this church all about? Well, given to me by uh, a friend of Awakening Church, Gary Brashear is a mentor of mine. He gave me four words that all start with D that help me understand what theology is essential. Those words are, what do we die for? What do we divide for? What do we debate for? And what do we decide for? Die, divide, debate, decide. These words will help you separate theology into what is essential and what is inessential and hopefully will help you guide your time as a Christian um, looking through different things that you may wrestle with. So let's start with the first one. What's the theology we should die for? In other words, what's the stuff we just cannot compromise on? Well, simply put, and this is why we did a lot of the series we just did called We Believe, the creed confesses the things we should die for. Okay, what does the creed confess? Creed, the creed confesses that God created the heavens and earth. Now, it didn't, doesn't confess how he made the heavens and earth, as we discussed in a previous podcast, but that God created the world, yeah, that's a die for issue. We are, we are going to say that God is our Father and Creator and Maker. The Creed confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus suffered and died and rose from the dead. These are things that we would absolutely die for. The Creed confesses the power of the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, we're not going to be a part of a church, nor will we ever compromise on the fact that God graciously forgives sinners, that God, through Jesus Christ, pays for the sin uh, that we commit. We will not compromise on that. That's a die for issue. So the creeds confess that, but not just the Apostles' Creed. You can look at other ancient creeds, and many of them would be 
in this category as well, like the Nicene Creed, uh, for example. A- another thing we, we would put in the die for category would be the authority of Scripture, right? The purity and authority of Scripture is essential and historic as far as what the church has taught. The church is formed and made and directed and moved and taught by the Word of God. Um, so, yeah, some examples of these doctrines would be Jesus being God, the Trinity, the Bible is the Word of God, reality, personhood of the Holy Spirit, things we've talked about, the power of uh, the cross to forgive sins, etc., etc. That's the die for. Second, below that, would be divide for. What do we have to then separate as Christian communities, okay? So if you believe this, but I believe this, we probably can't be in the same church together. There's certain theology that unfortunately, but probably should divide for, um, things we should divide for. These are issues, by the way, they're so central to life and worship that we just cannot be in the same community. It's not saying that you're not saved necessarily, okay? We are saved by Jesus. We are not saved by proper theology, okay? Now, proper theology leads us to Jesus, and we can get down that rabbit hole. But you understand what I'm saying. These are just issues that are so central to the way a church operates that we just would need to divide over this. Uh, They affirm unity as Christians, but just disunity in practice, okay? So that's what the divide for things. This is like Saul and Barnabas in Acts chapter 15, 37 through 41. Certain examples of this kind of theology would be like church governance, for example. So if you believe um, that uh, the church should be led by the congregation, for example, it's called a congregationalist government governance. That means that the church votes on everything, the church has every say in it, every congregation member has a say, then you probably shouldn't go to an elder-led church or a pastoral staff-led church that makes decisions um, and the, the congregation entrusts those leaders to the, to the decision-making. Sexual ethics, for example, right? If you uh, believe that the church teaches that um, that marriage is not just between a man and a woman, well, see, we here at Awakening believe in the historic Orthodox teaching of the church that marriage is between one man and one woman for life. So if you believe something different than that, uh, again, we don't have to get into salvation issues, but we can just say it's probably going to be difficult for us to live in the same uh, church community, Right. Um, women in ministry, uh, baptism practices. If, if you really want your child to be baptized, we don't baptize children at Awakening, right? So these are things that we would divide for, but we wouldn't die for these issues. These are issues that we see as somewhat secondary. They're important. Every church needs to land in some place. Every church needs to believe in something. You yourself should develop godly biblical insights to these questions, but don't view them as something that you got to um, die for. Okay, die for, divide for. Third, debate for. These are issues that can be disagreed upon without division. So we can talk about a lot of theology, you guys, and still be in the same church. We can be a part of the holy Catholic church in the divide for and the debate for. In other words, you can be Baptist, I can be Pentecostal, our other friend can be Presbyterian, but all of us are part of the holy Catholic church. Same with this next line, debate for. You and I can even be in the same local community. These are, you know, lively and healthy debate is good. Just be careful how much you want to debate these things. Okay, examples of debate for issues would be prayer and providence, right? What is the relationship between my prayer, me asking God to do something, and God's sovereignty, his ability to work and will his way through things? We can debate about it. 
I have opinions about it. You have opinions about it. But let's not divide over that. Evil and suffering, right? Um, why does evil happen? We had a school of faith on that. Gary gave us three options. All three of those options you can hold at awakening. Um, they're all, in my mind, perfectly orthodox. Uh, I land in one of those. Gary lands in one of them. You land in one of them. We can be part of the same community. Um, yeah, so th those are some examples. I, I, other ones would be like gender roles and marriage uh, can be disagreed upon and debated about, but kept in the same church community. Charismatic theology, right? The particular practice of the Holy Spirit. We have a wide array of people at Awakening who believe different things about how the Spirit manifests. I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. It's worth talking about. Finally, the decide for it. So die for, divide for, debate for, and decide for. What do we just need to make a decision about? These are issues so small. doesn't really matter what either of us think, okay? Freedom of choice uh, is key here. So this is something like, okay, do we serve grape juice versus real wine in communion? Well, you just got to make a decision. Just decide about it. That there's The issues are so small, they don't really have massive biblical importance. But we got to make a decision on them. We got to serve either grape juice or wine, right? Worship songs, worship style of worship songs, um, the role of technology in ministry. How do you use the internet and live stream? And do you post sermons online? And all that has been changed in COVID, but it's important, right? You just need to make a decision on this, but don't divide for in a church. And also don't spend a lot of time debating this stuff in church. There's a lot of theological issues that just simply do not need a lot of airtime. So theology is important because it helps us architect a church. And it also helps us understand what is a true, holy Catholic church, what's part of the universal body of Jesus, and what's not. But let's make sure to keep the right theology in the right categories. In other words, one of the major struggles and problems I see with Christians is taking the smaller debate for, decide for on the bottom tier of this thing I'm talking about and throwing them up to the die for or divide for issues. In other words, taking something like marriage roles or uh, taking things like the role of technology in ministry and dividing churches over these things that are not essential. And so hopefully this gives you a grid to help you think through not only your relationship with us at Awakening and everything like that, but also the freedom that you and I have to explore theology and learn together. And so, my friends, may you go in the certainty and knowledge of this creed, knowing that you would boldly, through the power of the Holy Spirit, die for such issues. But also, go, my friend, in the freedom of theological exploration in God's church. And we are so grateful for the journey you have gone with us on these past number of weeks as we've explored creed questions. Advent starts this Sunday as you walk into Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend. The church begins its year in Advent. And so we'll bring you some podcasts regarding Advent and the season leading up to Christmas and the joy of receiving Jesus as the great gift that he was and he continues to be as he lives and reigns here on earth. Grace and peace. We love you guys. Thank you.